Die young. Then why are you so old, Billy Joel? Ooh, sick burn. Sick burn on me, too. Why am I so old? <laughs> you know what? That was actually just a classic Billy Joel song. I like Billy Joel. Uh, he's, a, he's a greatest hits guy for me. Uh, and, and they're all hits for a reason. For the most part, and and that was a classic. Welcome to Gutter Trash Pirate Radio. My name is Eric. Uh, Why did I pick that song? I didn't. I just hit play and let it go. Uh, uh, Hey, if you're listening to this episode, I am recording this immediately after the previous episode. So uh, if you're following it along for continuity's sake, uh, the Cubs just won. Okay, let's just uh, get right back into some music. I uh, may have talked myself out uh, doing doing two in a row like this, but uh, you know what? What else am I going to do with my life?
Seasons Wither by Machine Head. And before that, we heard Brave Men by Sonic Youth. Um, me and Machine Head. Couldn't tell you. Uh, I think they just sort of happened into my playlist. Um, uh, just, just some early 2000s, hey, let's see what's out there in the world of metal kind of thing, and that just sort of landed there. So I, I know they're a band. I know they exist. Uh, I think they have a cover of a Sabbath song that I really enjoy, but uh, otherwise um, I'm fairly ignorant to the whole machine head uh, thing, as it were. And uh, the less I say about Sonic Youth, the better. Although, not a terrible song. Just, they are clearly not my thing. Alright, just gonna get back into the swing of things. This is, uh, this is gonna be, hopefully, a less talky episode. <laughs> I'm 
track from the band Neurosis that was called Empty. Not a bad little ditty. I know Neurosis is a favorite band of Jason Young's and I'm sure that's probably where I acquired that. Before that was Heliotrope by At The Drive-In, a band that I discovered in the late 90s, early 2000s and uh, then they subsequently broke up. Uh, they've since gotten back together and I think broken up again. Uh, but they are the band that spawned uh, the Mars Volta, sort of. Like half of uh, At the Drive In became Mars Volta, and the other half became a band called Sparta. And then we started that block off with Run Kid Run from Rocket from the Crypt. Um. I got really into them during my ska days. Uh, while they are not necessarily a ska band, they have horns in the band. And quite frankly, that's enough to do it for me. Uh, not gonna lie, folks. I like a good horn section. It just brings something else to, to, to especially hard rock music that uh, just fills me with a weird kind of joy that, that I can't fully explain. Maybe that's why I glommed so hard onto Ska when I did. Uh, but, uh, you know, like, like I would love it if there were uh, metal bands that had horn sections. And I'm, I'm not talking like, you know, let's, let's throw in a crazy sax for some hair metal ballad. I am talking like a full-blown... Uh, joining in with the the grindy, hardcore metallic guitars of, of just you know some some trumpets and trombones and you know let let's do that out. Uh, you know what? Don't hate a keyboard either. You you want to bring in a synthesizer to a, a heavy metal band? I am okay. I'm not going to say 100% on board, but I am pretty on board. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I got into Rocket from the Crypt with their album Scream, Dracula Scream, and the song Young Livers was, was my entryway there. Um, I, I think they're a fine band for, for what they were, the time frame that they were there, uh, 
some sort of weird 50s nostalgia happening in the early to mid 90s. Uh, you know, hey, you do you. Uh, they have a really cool name, and you can't deny that. Uh, even if it is sort of cribbed from a uh, influential, uh, let's say, uh, sort of art punk, proto punk band from the uh, late 70s, early 80s. Uh, I am probably making all of that up, and uh, I don't care. Speaking of not caring, let's stop listening to me and uh, go back to uh, some music. Gutter Trash, Pirate Radio. <laughs>
West by The Prodigy. Um, my experience with The Prodigy is probably similar to most everybody else's. Smack My Bitch Up is, is probably the song that everybody knows. Firestarter as well. Uh, you know, mid to late 90s. Uh, weird uh, techno band. Um, and, and I pretty much, you know, other than the two hits, dismissed them entirely as just being weirdos. Uh, I mean, for a long time, uh, I just remember the joke on the Venture Brothers of the group of, uh, abandoned children who lived under the Venture compound, and one of them, uh, uh, dressed up as the Firestarter dude, uh, who sadly passed away a couple years ago. Uh, but then, uh, probably about ten years ago, maybe longer, uh, just for whatever reason, I started kind of getting into, uh, techno music and industrial dance music for a little bit, uh, electronic dance music. Um, even though... <laughs> there is no amount of money you can pay me to go to a club or, or anything like that. But but I did, you know, start getting into just like the beats and the hooks and, and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, for whatever reason, I sought out uh, The Prodigy uh, and listened to, you know, that full album. Uh, I believe that was Fat in the Land and then uh, discovered some of their other stuff. Uh, this particular album was uh, Invaders Must Die. And I remember listening to that and thinking, this is great. Uh, and, and just uh, really get into the prodigy. Uh, before that, we heard Down Below by, believe it or not, Pantera. Uh... <laughs> That is from their glam metal days. Uh, doing it up. Uh, obviously not Phil Anselmo as their lead singer. That is uh, Terry Glaze. Uh, doing, doing, his, uh, doing his best glam metal vocal uh, there in, in the mid-80s. Uh, Pantera, just, uh, just a ridiculous band. Uh, all around, Phil um, Anselmo is just, just, uh, just a piece of work. Uh, you know, it, it is sad that uh, you know that they have lost a couple of members of the band uh, over the years, uh, particularly Timebag uh, Daryl, who uh, you know was tragically shot during the middle of a show here in my home state of Ohio. Uh, one of the many things Ohio will be famous for uh, is, is killing legendary guitarist Dimebag Daryl. Uh, and, you know, musically, I do like Pantera. And, and, and even vocally, I like Pantera. They're, they're just, uh, you know, it's, it's the shadow of Phil. Uh, he is just such a... Like I said, he's a piece of work that uh, I, I find it hard to not take them seriously, but it, I, I find them hard to just just accept as artists, I guess, even though their artistry is, is it, what they do is pretty damn good. Uh, it is definitely a case of artist versus art, and... Uh, uh, art is losing in this battle. Uh, but yeah, that, that was uh, just a, a fun little throwback to, to when they were a glam metal band. And uh, you know what? I'm here for it too. Uh, and before that, we heard Headwires by the Foo Fighters. Uh, my, my personal history with the Foo Fighters is obviously they, they formed from the ashes of... Uh, two bands uh, that, to me, in the mid to early 90s uh, were just seminal in my formation as a human being. 
you know, and obviously one band overshadows the other, but uh, to me, both of them were just as important. Uh, but uh, yeah, the 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 fallout of of Kurt Cobain's uh, suicide murder. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Dave Grohl formed uh, the Foo Fighters with uh, uh, touring Nirvana guitarist Pat Smear and uh, two members of the legendary, you know, sort of grandfathers of emo, uh, Sunny Day Real Estate. Uh, joined together and formed Foo Fighters, and I could not have been more excited. Here, two of of my favorite contemporary bands were were joining forces, and you know what what revolutionary music are they going to release upon the world? And then it was just disappointing. Now, admittedly, that is probably all on me. This is sort of like the Dark Knight for me as well, um, where just that movie got so overhyped by the time I saw it. It was just sort of like, yeah. And that's really how I felt about the Foo Fighters' first album. Uh, the first time I heard it was just sort of like, yeah, gosh, what is this? They've grown on me over the years, and, and I certainly respect uh, uh, Dave Grohl for, for everything that he does, and he clearly seems to be a dude who loves music and loves what he does, and uh, it would have been interesting to see his career path had Kurt Cobain lived and Nirvana, you know, either continue or, or dissolve or evolve uh to see what Dave Grohl would have done would he have done solo projects would Foo Fighters still have been a thing that he just did on the side uh probably would not be what I think would probably be is the they probably would not be what I think is the most prominent rock band uh, currently, you know, making music. I mean, there are a lot of rock bands out there, but uh, not a lot of them are, I would say, get traction or, or anything. You know, you get your occasional, you know, grains of sand, you know, slipping through. But, you know, for the most part, rock seems to be, uh, you know, for us old people, Sad to say. Uh, and they are, Foo Fighters are a pure, pure rock band. Uh, you know, there's no use in calling them, you know, alternative or emo or, or putting some sort of sub-label on them. They're just a rock band. Uh, and... Uh, it, it is interesting to me that, that that is the case, that they are, you know, it, it they would not fit, I think, in the, the landscape of the 80s, where rock stars were, like, the big thing, but for, for being now in the 2020s, uh, the fact that they are able to do that and be that, that's pretty cool. And gotta love Dave Grohl for doing that, or being to pull, being able to pull that off, especially after their their tragic loss, uh, you know, last year. Um, but uh, yeah, so so anyway, the Foo Fighters, uh, I, I do like quite a bit of their their music. Uh, it did take me a very long time to get into them, though, uh, to to not just shake off my preconceptions of what I thought they should have been uh, and instead just accept what they were. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, do one last block and call it a night. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, uh, I'll come back and talk at you some more and tell you all the things that I've already told you uh, for 15 uh, different episodes. Okay? Yeah, good boy. This is what I like. Fireplace and pipe. I'm calm in the palm of my pipe and it's light. I keep it barely burning. I'm still learning earning stripes. Fireplace and pipe. There's no finer height of hype. This is what I like. Fireplace and pipe. I'm calm in the palm of my pipe and it's light. I keep it barely burning. I'm still learning earning stripes. Fireplace and pipe. There's no finer height of hype. You ever had a day? You're feeling all kinds of stress.
Some artists find their artistry within subtlety and subtext using innuendo and cleverly written words and lyrics to get across their point without putting it right up in there. And then there's Gigi Allen. Oh, that was Clit Liquor by Gigi Allen. And listen. So Gigi Allen. <laughs> uh, if you don't know of Gigi Allen, just just Google him. Uh, you you're just an old for a world of amazement. Uh, I've actually seen his backup band, uh, The Murder Junkies. I saw them live opening for Inc. 3. Oh, God. I'm sorry. It's just... G.G. Allen. Holy Christ. Um, God, what, what a guy he was. Uh, boy. <laughs> I occasionally used to text a friend of mine, <laughs> WWGGD. <laughs> uh, and only... She knew what that meant and it knew how to properly respond. Um, Clint Licker. Oh. Just uh, do yourself a favor. I think there's a documentary about him out there. I, I probably would not recommend watching that just because... Just because Gigi Allen... Uh, anyway, uh, we opened this block up with uh, MC Chris, uh, Fireplace and Pipe. Um, I've talked about MC Chris before. He's just a, he's just a fun little rapper guy. Um, and then the middle of that block was uh, I Could Own You by the band Brainiac. Uh... If uh, you are unaware of Brainiac, it means you are not from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, if you are aware of Brainiac, though, uh, and not from Dayton, then uh, actually that's not very surprising either. Uh, they had a documentary about them come out uh, just before the pandemic, uh, I feel. Uh, they got some, some pretty favorable reviews and uh, sort of brought the band back into the limelight. Uh, they were around in the uh, early to, to late 90s. Uh, they were really gaining some traction, uh, I think nationally at least, if not internationally. I know they have actually sort of reformed uh, and uh, went on like a, a tour in the UK. But uh, their lead singer... 
died in a car crash in 1997, and that effectively uh, ended the band. Uh, the other members went on to, uh, you know, various uh, careers in music uh, from then on. But uh, you know, uh, but yeah, they 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 were. Uh, a pretty big deal here, you know, not as big as uh, Guided by Voices or uh, The Breeders, but, uh, you know, definitely, as I said, they were they were getting traction, and, uh, you know, it's obviously very sad what happened, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad that, uh, you know, they, 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 are getting new recognition, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing now as, as a current band. I don't know if they're putting out new material or just playing, you know, their old stuff or whatnot, but, uh, you know, the, the fact that they're out there, you know, good for them, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, that, that was, uh, it was a pretty good song. I, I really enjoyed listening to that, and, uh, I know it's weird that that it sounds like I'm getting uh, fairly choked up talking about them, but uh, it is odd that that I am reacting that way as I never really had that much of a connection to them, and like I definitely never heard them uh, or or even saw them live uh, while they were around. Even though that was surely a time that I definitely felt like I would uh, go out to a show, uh, you know, when I was still pretending to be social and normal. Um, but yeah, I, I never actually listened to any of their music until long, long after uh, they, they were no longer a, a going concern. Uh, but again, like I just, I knew of them. I knew of them by reputation uh, and I, I knew, you know, when the, the accident happened, I, I had heard, um, you know, obviously I had, I had friends with, with deeper ties to the local music scene here that, uh, you know, were obviously far more effect, uh, affected by it than, than I ever was or, or honestly will be, but, uh, you know, it's still, it's still just a, a tragedy. Uh, but, uh, you know, go check them out. They, they've got, you know, a lot of good stuff out there. So, uh, yeah, if you've never heard of them, you know, you're welcome. <sighs> I'm sorry, that was just, what a weird way to end this show. Uh, boy. Alrighty. Uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, my name is Eric Seanborn. You can find me uh, pretty much on Google. Just Google Eric Seanborn, S-H-O-N-B-O-R-N. I am easy to stalk online. It is unfortunate, but uh, you know what? Kind of helpful uh, as far as uh, getting visibility out. It's just uh, getting people to pay attention once they see me. Uh, but seanborn.net, shop.seanborn.net, at Blue Sky, at eSeanborn, Instagram, at eSeanborn, Patreon, slash Seanborn, um, YouTube, at eSeanborn, uh, find me at view.guttertrash.net, where I talk about movies with my friend Joe. Uh, you can listen to my old podcasts, uh, like Gutter Trash or the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Uh, I'm going to do something new here. You can listen to the other uh, podcast on the Gutter Trash Podcasting Network called the Savage Fincast. They have been going strong for well over a decade now, talking about uh, the Savage Dragon and Eric Larson, uh, comic books that I respect and admire and used to love dearly, dearly, dearly. Uh, yeah. We'll be back next time with more music on Gutter Trash Pirate Radio. Until then, you take care now. <laughs>